A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith. Men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing, we are committed, no turning back. From the north, south, East and West, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. 
Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. This season, we've been talking about walking in the manifestation of the word that we align in, the word that we are abiding in, the word that we have received, and we are saying that we want to see it become a reality in our lives. And we've been talking about outcomes because God is about outcomes. And if you look at the Bible, he's always giving us warnings of why the word could be hindered from manifesting or becoming a reality in our lives. And that is why sometimes when you look at the stories in the Bible, we always look and say, listen, God is faithful. God is merciful. He's giving us all sorts of clues of what to do or all kinds of pointers where we can look at and say, I need to align here. I need to align here. I don't need to be this kind of a person because this kind of a person, you'll never receive the word of God. So when you talk about two houses and you say one was built on the rock, one was built on sand, God is saying it's not about the houses. It's about you and me. It's about you guys. Look at yourself and ask, where am I? What am I building? What, what are the materials that I'm using? And that's why we continue looking at us the mirror of the word yep. of god yes. that shows us who we are yes. and who we should become yes we are talking about uh, yeah matthew and, 23 and the beauty is this every time you look at a scripture and sometimes like we say don't forget some basics in every context of scripture try and place yourself especially in the new testament oh yes in the new testament i always say quickly eliminate who you are not in the conversation mm -hmm. and find who you are and sometimes you might even be in denial Mm. of who you are but it's better you identify because then that helps you to move to the next level and when we identify yes. we are supposed to move with alacrity to change to tell uh, ourselves that i can't continue being here otherwise why listen to the word yeah. the reason we gather on wednesdays and on sundays is so that we hear something that needs adjustment something that needs to be embraced something that we need to leave to let go that's where we come. So when we talk about Matthew 23, yes. our scripture today, and of course you're going to give us a context. Yes. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? I mean, yes. that is a heavy <laughs> one. That's a heavy one. Yes. Please give us content. All right. Context. First of all, let's understand that Jesus is using a metaphor that is very powerful. When I call you a serpent or a snake, obviously you're, you're a human being. Yes. So I'm going beyond your physical appearance. Secondly, scripture, law first mentioned, tells us who the serpent was. Mm -hmm. The serpent stood in the way of Eve and Adam getting through to what God said. So the minute the idea of serpents is raised by Jesus, he's dealing, we are still tracking, he's dealing with people who make it impossible or a mentality mm. or a character mm. or a mindset that disagrees with what God has said. And so sometimes it's not necessarily that someone out there is the Pharisee mm. or the Sadducee disagreeing or attacking Jesus. Sometimes it is us ourselves taking that position when Jesus speaks, your natural position is in this posture. And let me say why this is important. Okay. When Jesus called Peter Satan, he wasn't abusing him. The word Satan there meant adversary. Again, he was using a concept. Means one who opposes the purposes of God. So when Jesus uses the, the, this idea, first of all, this is my own private joke. Yeah. The serpent has now got a generation. It is a brood. Mm. In other words, brood means generation of. Of vipers. So now it means this is not just one group, it's plural. Mm. So these are ideas and concepts that multiply against truth. 
And I like what you said. Yes. That this could be a mentality. We are yes. not looking at as a person, yes. as a people, yes. as a we can. But yeah. at least in our context today, yeah. let's see it as a mentality yes. that is not going to allow Jesus, the exactly. word of God, to mm. dwell in you. Yes. So when we talk about the brood of vipers, Jesus yes. was talking to the Pharisees. Exactly. These are supposed to be the keepers of the law. Yes. Meaning, yeah. this is found in the religious circles. In fact, that is the saddest part. And yeah. that's the most important thing to mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. These are not unbelievers. Yes. These are supposedly keepers of the law. So this mentality is found much more within the context of the church, within the context of religion, mindsets in the church that disagree with God. Please understand that's not new. The serpent was in the garden. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> I think this is one of the things yes. that when you think about it, yes. that yes, God picked man and put him in the garden. Then the serpent was there. Was in the garden. The query came from within. Mm. Not out there. Not from without. Mm. And I want you to very quickly understand that's what we're dealing with here. Today the idea is to help you mm. go into your own Pharisee and Sadducee positions. Not go into what religion is telling you because religion may have told you, mm. serpent, now you're at the brood level. Yes. You have become, you have become that generation. It's now your, your, your default mindset. Mm. And that's where we are going with it. Let me ask you a question. Yes. I'll even put my phone down. <laughs> yes. You've just said the serpent was in the garden. The serpent was in the garden. Man sinned. Yes. He ate of the fruit. Yes. He, he went against the word of God. Yes. And he was taken out. Yes. Who was not? That's a terrible <laughs> thing to think. In fact, don't even ask us theologically. There's no scripture that shows us that the serpent left. Hmm. Man was That's taken out. That's a terrible out. thing to imagine. I think when we were talking about this and saying, you know what? Yes. Some of these things are, are like, don't talk about it. Because sometimes maybe there's somebody who cannot even fathom what you're trying yes. to say. But the man was taken out. Yes. And the Bible talks about if you leave him here with sin, he will live forever. Can he cannot be yeah, redeemed. Yeah. So get him out, out. of the garden. Why? Because the day he is returned to the garden, mm -hmm. it will be his duty to crush the head of the serpent. The same statement that was said. Same statement. Please mm -hmm. notice. The seed of woman will crush your head. Yes. He wasn't banished. He's waiting for a crushing. Mm. So he's left there. Yeah. You are taken out. Yes. So that God can redeem you. Work yes. on you. So when you come back. Exactly. Now we see this when God says, I'm giving you a land. Yeah. But when you enter that land, there are giants. Same Please principle. understand. Where are they? <laughs> in the in land. The land. Yeah, the land is whose? Yours. What is your job? Go mm. crush the head. God has never crushed the head of the serpent for us. He that says, is, listen, yeah. Jesus did it on the yes. cross. So that when Jesus now tells you, I have given you all authority, you know one of it is to crush. Exactly. And that's why when you talk about the things that hinders from getting into the word of God or embracing there are places where you need to crush the head of the enemy in your life. That's it. Because if yeah. you talk about the head of the enemy here, yes. we are talking about the head of the enemy, the, we are talking about yeah. authority here. Authority. Mm -hmm. Head is always authority. Yeah. Head is all, And authority, head also symbolizes mm -hmm. the five senses. Mm -hmm. Sight, smell, touch, taste, mm -hmm. all the aspects that are in the natural realm. So we are basically saying, when you receive a word, it is not the word's work. Mm -hmm to deal with the serpent in your mind. Wow. Explain that. It is your. You decide mm. to crush that thought. 
when the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, and when we say that bringing into captivity every thought, who has the thought? Me. So who's going to bring it into captivity? Mm. Me. No apostle will do it. So the word will come. Yes. The word will highlight. Yes. But it is now your responsibility. Absolutely. To, I love that. That guys, why is the word coming to us? Why are we talking today? Because the word comes to arm us. Yes. So that we can crush That's the it. head of the enemy in That's whatever it. area in our life. Yes. So if you come and say, listen, I'm walking in a, in a state of lack. Mm-hmm. You know what? The word will come. Yes. It will give you the, the strategies. Yes. It will show you patterns in the Bible. It will give you the confidence to stand up and say, God is your father. But my friend, you will walk in that area of yes. finances. Absolutely. You will crush the enemy yes. by yourself Absolutely. using the word of God. Listen, That's powerful. If the enemy was, be re- was removed, mm. there would be no requirement for authority. Mm. Mm. If the mm. enemy was removed, there would be no requirement for dominion. Okay. If there was no serpent in the garden, there would be no required for Adam, requirement for Adam to protect it. Mm. If there was no. If there was nothing to protect from. Mm. Because when you talk about the Garden of Eden, yes. he talks of, about a walled... Yes. A walled, the word Eden actually means walled garden. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if, if it was walled and Adam was told to protect it, he wasn't protecting it from an external force. Mm. <laughs> He was to defend it from an internal foe. Why? Mm. Because God says, I've given you dominion. How is it exercised? By crushing the head of the enemy. I love that statement because we always see it as God said it in Genesis and we see Christ in the New Testament crushing the head of the enemy on the cross. Exactly. But after that, you don't realize that, listen, you will walk in this world. Exactly. And you will have to exercise your authority in the earth by crushing the enemy in whatever area in your life. And let me help some people. Yeah. You see, we've had the, and I know you've had this teaching in spiritual warfare. Oh, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. All right? Mm -hmm. So that means he was already displaced in one realm. And where did he land? If you're displaced from heaven, where do you land? (laughs) To do what? To be displaced again, my friend. That's our work. Nowhere does scripture say he was given authority in the earth. It said he fell. Hmm. When somebody falls, they're not strong. So he didn't come in style. No. He did walk in. He landed and it's our job to send him much further (laughs) than to where he actually belongs. And that's why we're looking at the serpents today, saying the brood of vipers. Exactly. And we're saying that, why is that statement there? Why did Jesus use that statement? So that we now go and look at the characteristics of a viper or a snake so that we understand, okay, wait, might I be carrying this mentality and yet I'm trying to embrace the world. Exactly. All right? So the first thing we're looking at is that a snake is death. Yes, this is important. Like we always say, it's important that whenever a term is used in scripture, remember God created everything. And inside everything he created, he also hid patterns. Mm. He also put in things that for the wise, you're able to decode. So every time God mentions an animal in scripture, or anything like that, he's telling you the word animal, their snake, is not the answer. Mm. Go look at a snake to get and extract the answer. That is your duty. That's why he gave us creativity. He gave us the ability to discern. He gave us ability to learn. That's why he did it. Mm. So when you say snakes are deaf, by the way, this is an actually interesting thing. But the way the snakes hear is that they hear through vibrations in their belly. Okay. Right? So a snake can hear you when you step on the ground. That's why sometimes when you stand still, Mm. the snake can't access you. Be still and know <laughs> that, that I am God. You see, it can't access you because it depends. And by the way, it's very, very 
accurate mm. with that vibrational hearing. So, when you talk about it's deaf, yes. okay, no ears, yes. it cannot hear. Yep. But as you walk, yes. the vibration, why the belly? Let's exactly. talk about the belly. So, think this <laughs> way. If I say I hear with my belly, hmm. so we didn't say the snake can't hear. It does. You said it has no ears. Okay. So it is deaf, mm -hmm. but it does hear. How does it hear? With its belly. That tells you something very interesting. Mm. It says, if you have the character of the Pharisee, okay. you hear with your belly, mm. Mm. flesh first, mm. my needs first, mm. food, greed, anything that is connected mm. to the belly. It's such a powerful concept that in scripture, the one person the Bible says God hates is Esau. Why? Because of his belly. Hmm. He was hearing yes. with the belly. Exactly. I want to be filled. Exactly. I want what can help me. Exactly. How can I benefit? Yes. How is this going to be make me better? Yes. This is all about my belly, about feeding me. Exactly. So that's the picture here yes. when you talk about it hears with the yeah, belly. And the problem with hearing with the belly, mm. it is on both extremes, need and greed. Because somebody who needs food can be very erratic. They say a hungry man is an angry, angry man. Yes. But at the same time, greed will still drive you, even if you're not hungry. Yeah. You'll still... So, the hearing with the belly, when decisions are made by the belly... Now, let's expand that a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It means that you make decisions on self-preservation. Mm. Do you want to get into this word? Yes. No, 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 no. How will it help What me? is in it? What me? is in it? You know, that's, that's, that's a serious thing because yes. sometimes you wonder yes. why am I not so excited about exactly. the word of God? Yes. Because I can't see how it's going to feed me. Uh, My belly, how is it going to benefit me? Yes. Can you see? Yeah, and if you expand it further, take it anywhere. Mm. Take it into, into business. Yes. People are compromised. What is corruption? Mm. It's the belly expanded. Mm. You're compromised because you've been offered something. You'd rather break a law. Mm. To get that thing. And notice, if you're using the ISO principle, yes. it is about now. Yes. It's not about what is it in uh, for me yeah. in the future. No. No. It is now. Yes. I need it now. So if this word you're speaking, if the word you tell me abide in the word, and then you tell me, no, when you abide, it is a process. A process. Oh, gosh. I don't want that one. Finished. I want the one that works for me yes. now. I want the one that provides for me tomorrow morning. I want to wake up and find um, uh, prosperity in my door. Yes. So, when you talk about the belly. Yes. Yeah? And let me just expand it a little mm -hmm. for us to understand how powerful the concept of the belly is. Okay. Look at the connection. Every time a serpent shows up, please remember, they show up where the word is. Mm. Not where the word is absent. Yes. That's interesting. Mm. The Pharisees were always around Jesus. Oh, yes. They are following the they word. They did not lose a meeting. They are supposed to be the keepers of that word. God spoke in the Old Testament. God spoke. Then in Malachi, between Malachi and Matthew, in between, exactly. there are these guys who are keeping the law. Exactly. And I love how you say it. Yes. They are keeping the laws, not because they love God, yes. but because they don't want to be taken back. Exactly. To exile. And let me tell you how that is dangerous. Mm. I always say, when we talk about calling, yes. and let's use Jesus as a partner. When Jesus... It was time for him to step into ministry. What was the first attack the enemy brought mm, to him? Mm. His belly. Turn these stones into bread. into bread. And let me tell you, if you take off into ministry is the belly, mm. you're headed for chaos. Mm. Meaning that you are first thinking about your preservation as a minister. So I'm going into this because I want it to benefit me. Take care to of To feed me. To take care yes. of me. And this has become mm. such a terrible mm. 
demon because the Bible says and the Pharisees loved money. <laughs> it actually says that. <laughs> Don't talk about money because yes. we had conversation yeah. about money just the other they, day. They loved it and this is part of the problem. Yeah. And the problem is this, it's become so terrible that we have ministries that have made a demand on the minister first, people later. Hmm. That is the belly. I think I'll say this here because this is very interesting. Yes. That um, for those who are watching from other nations, in Kenya, we have the denominations, of course, everywhere yes. else. But in Kenya, we have the thousand shilling note, yes, five hundred, yep. all the way to fifty. Yes. Now, on the fifty shilling note, mm. I think are camels or yes. donkeys. Or donkeys. Don't even know. Yes, something. But on the thousand are elephants. Yes. The picture of elephants. Yeah. All right. This is yeah. the former yeah, notes yeah. of the current. I don't know which notes. I just one of the currencies. We have new currency now. Yeah, but. Somebody says that if you give the 50 shilling note yes. that has the picture of camels or mm. donkeys or something like that, yes. you are now becoming the uh, uh, a beast of burden. A beast of burden. You will always be in burdens. Your life will be full of burdens. So don't give offerings of 50 shillings. Okay, listen. Seriously? And you see now what the Pharisee spirit does? It takes a, a truth and twists it. Yeah. That's why they said you're custodians of the law, but you put burdens on the people mm. you yourself cannot bear. Yes. That's a, a terrible concept because... Let's look at donkeys and, and camels in scriptures. They're the most powerful animals mm -hmm. you've seen. Mm -hmm. It's a donkey that carried Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a donkey that saved Israel from Balaam. So when you look at a donkey, Issachar, the picture of Issachar is a donkey with two burdens. Mm. Understanding of times and seasons, the prophetic picture. Yes. But when you're driven by the belly, mm. how do you twist it? Because even camels, the principles of a camel, they're wealth. powerful. They're pictures of they wealth. They're powerful. But I think I loved that, that somebody can believe that if I give 50, 50 shilling yes. notes, I'm becoming the person who will be carrying burdens of the people and so therefore I need to give a thousand. Yes, and why does oh. that doctrine thrive? Need yeah, and greed. Belly. The two sides are working. Yeah. Greed is preying on need. Mm. So the person who's giving is in such an, uh, a needful scenario, yes. they think they can get out with this lie from mm. the person who's operating from greed. Oh, guys, we're main. talking about the, uh, the vipers, Yes. the snake, it is death. It hears through its belly. Mm -hmm. And you need to ask yourself, whenever you hear the word of God, how do you interpret it? Do you interpret it with your heart or with your stomach? Yep. Do you interpret it with what can I get now? How can it feed me now? How can I be full now? How can I get manifestation now? Are you that kind of a person? And, and before you jump, it's good to yeah. raise that. Let's just touch on Esau for a second. Mm -hmm. Esau knew his birthright. Yes. That's what I keep saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you're dealing with this spirit, you know what you've had. It's true, but you switch. He said, what use mm, is, this? is my birthright if I die hungry? Not knowing your birthright will preserve you. Mm. That's what the belly does to you. And let me ask you, if he died hungry, mm. would he feel it? He'll be dead. <laughs> Who does he care? There you go. Do you notice when you're thinking with your belly, there's some senses that are suspended. No, no, the brain the goes, the brain goes because, on holiday. Yeah, because like you're mm. saying, I don't even have reason that, wait a minute, my birthright can preserve me, can feed me, That's it. can open doors for me. That's it. That's why God gave you a birthright. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the snake mm. is waterproof. Yes, snakes are waterproof. Mm -hmm. Simply meaning, no matter how much water you pour on a snake, nothing will penetrate. Snakes can swim and not get wet. Mm. So it doesn't matter how much truth this mentality hears. Mm. Because it is, remember, looking for the belly position, yes. it will never receive truth. The water just comes and yeah. flows off. It just, it just totally. So, if it's you, like it yeah. never had any, if you meet it two minutes later, It was dry. never anywhere near the water. Mm. 
the water is a picture of the word of God. Never sinks this into your This mentality yes. that every time the word of God comes, yes. it just flows off. It's like pouring water yeah. on a plastic now, I want container. You, I want you to imagine today, because mm-hmm. it sounds far-fetched. You and me know who Jesus is. Imagine there were people who stood in Jesus' presence. Mm. Mm. Heard him speak, yes. the word himself, the creator, and heard nothing. It did not enter. It did not enter Jesus about, himself. That's why you talk about the disciples and the multitude mentality. Yes. That's the same thing. That the multitude are like a snake. And that's what I said earlier. That if you have a plastic container and you pour water over it, it yes. will just flow. When you look at the container, it's like, I never Nothing touched. Ever it never penetrated. Nothing and that's the mentality. Now, yes. remember we're talking about me and you. Yes. And saying that there's a word that can be given over time. And this word never seems to enter. And you're like, okay, yes. it doesn't seem to sink. Yes. It doesn't seem to lock. So no matter how much you say, listen, let this word be embedded in your heart. Listen. And you're wonder, wondering how. How? You can move. <laughs> yeah. From conference to conference, mm. you can meet apostles. You can meet the person today where God is operating at the highest frequency in the earth. With the Pharisee and Sadducee spirit, nothing will come through. Yet this same snake that is waterproof, it scales. Yes. Explain. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the scaling. You know, the first time I looked at scaling, I said, oh my God. Mm. Scaling is a counterfeit of being born again. It means when a Pharisee comes, spirit, mentality, comes near a new truth, you think they've never had it before. Mm. They act like it is news. Mm. They act like, wow, tell me. Truth be told, they probably have had it before. They just want to see if there's a different version to it. Mm. Mm. It means it can so scale, it can, you cannot tell this is the same person. So tomorrow you meet it the can person, shed off. they have shed off their oh, yeah. yesterday. Yes, completely. Their personality, and you see two faces of the same yes. person. You see this face and you yep. see this face and you're like, okay, listen, are we talking about the same person? Exactly. Why scale? And, that and, means, te- and scaling here yeah. is getting read. Yes. And that means they can go through fake repentance. Oh. Fake change. Hmm. You know, I'm no longer that person. I'm done with that. So if you scale, yeah, yeah. the skin that grows after that does not absorb water either. It's the same it's the thing. Same as it's what exactly you. the same thing. <laughs> but Nothing it looks like changed. it is new, it is fresh. Yeah. It is... Yeah, you see, as opposed to the butterfly yeah. that changes in nature. Mm. Mm. The skin, the, 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 the snake doesn't change in nature. Mm. It just mm. scales. Means it renews itself for the new environment. Mm. So if you come to the new environment, you look fresh. Yes. There's no age that Nothing. can be picked in it. Scales. Absolutely. That is a snake. Let's talk about... Uh, Snakes do not walk straight. <laughs> if it tried to be straight, it wouldn't walk. <laughs> Have you ever seen move. a snake movie like that? Yeah. A snake has to operate like this. Yes. Now the reason a snake will operate like that, first of all, so you cannot tell its direction. Mm-hmm. You can't tell where it's going exactly. Because one, when you meet it, it's going east. Yes. The next moment it's going west. west. Yeah. And it keeps it's, changing. Yet, it's moving, number one. Yeah. Number two, its movement is to confuse you. Mm. You can't focus. You can't tell the last point at which you saw it. Mm. It's always in movement. And again, yes, yes okay. And number three, mm. when something moves like that, you can't tell its true height. You can't tell the true length of a snake. Because mm. you're seeing a curve, you're seeing yes. a curve. You can't, so you can't quite pinpoint. Mm. That means it's talking about somebody who you cannot place. Yes. Where do they stand? And how do they walk? They have yes. two, two ways 
So they have the kingdom walk yeah. and the Babylonian. Yes. So one moment they are facing Babylon, the yes. other moment they are facing kingdom. They are facing Babylon and that is why it's called a, a double-minded man exactly. who gets nothing from, from the, the Lord. Lord. Yep. They are never That's straight. So you. the mentality of, of a viper yep. is you cannot keep or focus on a word. Yep. A snake cannot focus. So one minute you speak yeah. and the word is powerful. Yes. This person you meet them. Like the Bible talks about that receiving with together. the excitement and you think you're together. The next moment gone. I mean you know the Pharisees used to address Jesus how? Rabbi. Mm. Good master. Wow. Everything. They ask questions as if they want an answer. And these are the same Every question is a trap. Yes. Wow. They are the same ones yeah, yeah. crucified. Yeah. Him. That's why Pharisee questions are always looking to stumble you. They are never looking for an answer. It's not. So are you saying? No, I am not saying. <laughs> okay. The Bible says. Mm, mm. See where, where, where they keep going. Yes. Are you saying? Mm. By what authority do you? Mm. The so the word that. has said something. Yes. But remember, we are saying now they walk. Thank they have you. gone again off, and now they are asking questions. Not that they want an answer, so that they can get deeper into the things of no. God. They are asking to trap you. That's it. Many times the Bible talks about Always. and they ask Jesus to trap, to trap him. him. Not to get an answer. Yes. And I, that's why sometimes you yeah. say, yes, it's good to ask questions. Yes. But what's that the is why, motive? Yeah, if you're a minister, you have to be wise. Mm. But when Pharisee questions are being asked, you do not take away the time because they are there to dilute what was said so far. Not to learn anything. Mm. Not to hear anything. Mm. And sometimes they'll bring their own version. But the law of Moses says to us, <laughs> it is as if they are genuinely following that law of Moses. Mm. They are not. They are using it to attack what you're saying. Wow. But when they ask, yeah. you'll think you're in the same conversation. Yeah. That's why we say it this way. If you query them there, the Bible says uh, they would ask Jesus a question. Mm -hmm. And Jesus would answer them. And they would not repeat. They would move and ask another one. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, then they so would ask that one. They would say, no, 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 no. Let me ask you another one. The Bible says, and then they would leave him for a while and to go and look for more questions. And that's why we are saying a snake never moves in a straight yep. line. Yep. It is not focused. Yep. It is not doesn't have a destination. It's just moving around, looking yes. for a moment that it will go Babylon kingdom, Babylon. But in that moment, it will strike. That's it. It was not going somewhere. That is it. A snake cannot tell you wow, I've reached where I was no. going. No, 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 no. I'm looking for one who I can devour. Exactly. All right. What about talking about camouflage? Snakes are masters of camouflage. They can blend with the earth. They blend well. Meaning, they can fit into any space that they need to fit into if they are planning to attack prey. Mm. Every time they, they blend, they are on their way to attack. Wow. They don't blend. Snakes don't blend to hide. They blend to attack. Mm. Mm. When they want to hide, they disappear. Okay. That's but when they blend, yes. it's because they want to attack. Yes. It's because they, they want you to feel familiar with the surrounding. Mm. They want you to feel comfortable in their presence. Yes. They want, so, so camouflage is when they butter you with information. We oh, are like good you. master. Mm. What you're teaching is so, so powerful. Mm. But they don't want to get anything from it. Yes. They want to set you up. It's like we are saying, the snake is all about attack. Yes. About, and we will see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see that. Yes. But when they come, when they talk about camouflage, this is somebody who's telling you, be comfortable with me. Yes. I talk like you. Yeah, in you, fact, you are saying, what? We have power to create wealth. You see, even me. But my friend, by the time I finish with you, yes. you will be wondering whether you have wealth to create power or power to create wealth. And, and you don't if, know which is which. And if you see the second temptation of Jesus, mm -hmm. the devil quotes scripture. Don't joke with the Pharisee. Mm -hmm. Camouflage. Camouflage. It is written. Jump, for it is written. Mm -hmm. 
So they make it look like they're part. You see, when, when, when I camouflage myself, when a, tree, a snake looks like a tree, it is not a tree. Mm. And there's a reason? It is trying to look like a tree. Okay. So that when you come towards the tree, it can get you. Mm. Remember, we are talking about the body of Christ. We are talking yes. about us. We are saying there's a mentality that is like the viper. And this yeah. mentality, we camouflage. Oh, yeah. I want to fit in, but my friend, I'm not fitting in yes. to bring value, to add value. Yeah. I'm coming to strike. Yeah. I'm coming to finish. Because the snake is about questioning the yeah. voice of God. But That's it cannot it. question when it looks like a snake. No. I have to sound like you. Oh, yeah, I have to be. Because even when he talks to Eve, starts by saying, did God yes. really say? You think it's our God? We, are, we serve the same God, my friend. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm here to question the voice of God. And even the Bible says, even the devil is able to camouflage himself, yeah. paraphrased, as an angel of light. Mm, mm. Think about it. The guy who carries darkness appears as light. Camouflage. That's called camouflage. We're talking about vipers. Yes. Now let's just look at this one, which is very, very interesting, yeah. that a snake has a forked tongue. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> a forked tongue. What is a forked tongue? And by the way, it uses the tongue to sense. Mm. It's very interesting how a snake picks uh, a frequency in the air with its tongue. Mm. Mm. It's almost like it weird. It's like it smells with its tongue. Mm. Mm. Just puts it out there. That's how it tests environment. That's how it knows what's dangerous and what's safe and what's not. What is a forked tongue? A forked tongue is a deadly thing. Mm. It starts sounding like the truth, checking how much you know. Mm. The minute it discovers you don't know, it removes the second tongue. Mm. So That's a principle. It has Did a, God yeah? really say, hmm. tongue one, Okay, you shall not surely die, tongue two. Same tongue. So when you, when you hear the tongue of a person with this mentality of the viper, yes. if you're not sensitive in the spirit, you'll engage the conversation. Oh, yes. If Eve was sensitive, she would yeah. have killed the conversation in that garden. Immediately. But you know what? The snake has a forked tongue. Oh, yes. When it speaks, it can choose to say, listen, yeah. we are together in this power yes. to create wealth. God yeah, is yeah. taking us places. Yes. We are in the land. But did you know in this land? There you go. And you're like, okay, have wait. you thought about? If you're not you sensitive, know, you'll engage no, the conversation. You, you know, you know, this message that they are sharing at Business Unusual, powerful. Tongue one. Absolutely powerful. Economy, finances. And listen, there's nothing wrong with making money. Mm. It's nothing wrong with having a lot of money. It's a good thing. Mm. But one has to be very careful on materialism. <laughs> and the focal point that they're not, they keep, I think, I think, me, I'm okay. I'm okay with the prosperity part. But, but this pushing, pushing part to get wealth, that one, that one. Even God. Remember, we say that the serpent will always use the word of God yes. to confuse you. Like we said, when it comes, he says, it is written. There you go. It is not easy for the rich to enter heaven. There you go. Same time. Same time. So when we talk about someone with a, a double-forked tongue is somebody who will agree with God and, and then, then question God. Yeah. Agree with God and question God. This In fact, <laughs> is the spirit of God. I always get angry when somebody starts a conversation with, I'm not disputing what you're saying, <laughs> but, but you've just disputed. What do you mean you don't dispute but? And I think also when somebody starts with what you say, yes. I like what you always tell people. Yeah. It's not what, I say. not what I say. Let's talk about what the Bible says. What yes. I say can be disputed. Yes. disputed. I'm be I would rather you said, I'm in conflict with what you're saying. From the word go. Yeah. Can we look at what the scripture actually says? Now that is debate. Mm. That is correct. Mm. 
that is allowed by the way it is yes. even correct that you should query everything we say but double fork tongue is agreeing while disagreeing mm. hugging me with a knife on my back mm. that's what mm. a fork tongue looks like wow and when the the enemy was talking to eve yes agreeing with god yes questioning god yes and then giving Eve a seed That's of it. disagreement That's and then it. steps out. That's it. Remember what we talk about tongue. when we say the fox tongue goes out and then moves back. Yes. Now when you look at that thing, you won't see the tongue. No. Nope. You won't know what I said. It's no. not me. Now guess what? From that moment I've dropped the seed, I walk away. Yep. And I leave you now yes. to see yeah. the fruit is good for this. To hear, to understand, to walk in and then you make a decision to do something. Yet if you go back, it uh, came from the forked tongue. Yes. And you see that the, the power of the forked tongue is denial. Did I say who? Back to the tongue one. <laughs> if you remember very well what I said, yeah. we have switched to tongue one. Mm. Sometimes the world calls it bipolar. Mm. That is the extreme picture of what a forked tongue looks like. Mm. Where you can totally stand on one issue and then totally stand on an opposite issue as if the first issue did not exist. And in your mind, you, know. you are convinced yeah. That it never happened. Yes. So that is a fork time. Now let's talk about a snake never blinks. That's Guys. interesting. I need to go and look for snakes and see which one blinks. Are you going to? Are you telling people to go and start? Go and have eye to eye. <laughs> Just <laughs> check it them. out. Go and yeah. have an eye to eye with the snake. A snake doesn't blink mm. in the sense that it, it doesn't mean it doesn't close its eyes. But you know how general blinking? Mm -hmm. It means it can lie with a straight face. Mm. When I don't blink. It means, even though I'm saying something totally in disagreement mm. with what I'm claiming, yeah. that means that's why I can stand on the pulpit and mm -mm. preach a lie with confidence. Mm. That's what we call You're not, not blinking. blinking. No blinking. That's a picture. I can make a statement and claim it is God who told mm. me last night. Mm. And I know very well I am calling you out of your money. I'm not blinking. You can do a business yes. and say this is a testimony from God. And God you know. did this. And you're not blinking, yet you know there's a place where yes. you compromised. Yeah, yeah. There's a place you can come and have, yes, there this is go. a testimony. Yes. This is my life. I have a promotion. But you know, my friend, I compromised. doesn't blink. Because it is focused on the target. It is focused <laughs> on getting it across. In fact, they say that for some animals, the snake literally hypnotizes them. They just, freeze. They can't move. Mm. It means its mentality is transferred to yours. Wow. It's seeing you as food and you're agreeing to be seen as food. <laughs> and when we talk about the snake never blinks, we're also saying it is looking for who it can uh, uh, attack. It is very detailed. It doesn't miss a detail. Yes. That's the thing. Hmm. When, when people operate from uh, the spirit of this serpent, yes. they look for petty issues. Mm. They major on minors. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Smallest thing. In other words, you can say 30 good things. But if they find a loophole that, for example, assume now I say, and God has given us the power to create wealth. Mm. Numbers 818. <laughs> yeah. No blinking. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing it's so. Numbers 818. He's a liar. It that is, is not, not what it numbers, says in the Bible. It's Deuteronomy. No, no. In fact, no. even, yeah, the question is, <laughs> is it in the Bible? Yes. Is it true? Mm -hmm. Then what is the big debate about me 
misquoting where it is found. How does My that friend, make me a con man? Can you also tell people now that you're talking about it? Yes. With all these lights. Yes. With the heat where we are. Yes. There are times you can quote. <laughs> and I'm looking at you and I'm saying John 3, uh, Matthew 3, 16. And God so loved the world. In my mind, I'm hearing John. Because maybe I'm meditating on a scripture exactly. that I was thinking about or I'm seeing yes. or it's coming. But I mix the two. Now, the question is, can we talk about the grass, yes. not the stones that you find in Listen, or in, uh, in the field? It is even possible for a preacher to mix up individuals in the Bible. Yes. The question should be, the core message, does it change because you quoted the wrong person? When Elisha was told, go to the brooks, listen, when he's talking, because of the many things that are crisscrossing here, you can yeah. confuse that. But that still means that someone went to the brook. <laughs> And okay. what he's saying about what happened at the brook is the most important thing. He wasn't focusing on the who. At least, you know when you talk about Elisha and Elijah, yes. even the listener can say, okay, I know it's yeah. talking about Elijah, let's go on. The problem is when I come and tell you, when Paul and Timothy mm. were walking and their son Moses was on the tree, Jesus yeah, came you, and you, said, yeah. <laughs> come down the tree. Yes. You're like, my friend, you're no, so confused. Chaos. I don't know what you're talking about. That one you don't even fight. Yes. You just know they are confused. It's funny. It's yes. a comedy. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Not blinking meaning, looking for the minors. Mm. That's why they would come and say to Jesus things like, your disciples do not wash their hands mm. when they're eating. Really. That's the biggest thing a Pharisee could think about yeah. in all the issues. And yet, if he was a custodian of the law, mm. he would know truly what washing of hands was about. Mm. Mm. So those are the, the, I mean, petty things. I don't blink. Uh, you are walking on the Sabbath. Listen, <laughs> you know me, right? Yes. 38 years you know me. Mm. You know I've never walked. So the big deal is I'm walking. That should be the conversation. Mm. And they will be asking me. A minute. Yes. There's what are you a doing son walking? of man who yes. has received yes. uh, a miracle here. Even if I didn't know who it was, listen. If somebody has never walked. And now they walk. And you know who he is. Mm. We know that they know because they summoned his parents. <laughs> Go look at the Bible. Sabbath and they called his parents and asked his parents, what is going on here? Wow. They knew who it was. But mm. what was their focus? On the Sabbath. So it's okay if you walk the day before or yes. the day after? No. <laughs> Not on okay. the Sabbath. But if you walk on the Sabbath, were they bothered with the Sabbath? No. no. Were bothered with Jesus. Mm. So even when they're talking to this man and asking him, why are you walking? Who healed you yes. on the Sabbath? I know yes. what these guys said. They said, all those you're telling me, yeah. I don't know. So, Sabbath or not, yes. I don't know. But yes. you know what? Yeah. I was blind. Now, I, now see. I see. So guys, if you're watching this show, blink. <laughs> blink. Don't, take one don't look around blinking. and say they have these weird things that are shaped like what? Blink. That's what it means. That's what it means. Just blink and go on. Receive the word. Forget the casing. But that's what we talk about. And we, we've said this before. Yeah. That when a cow goes to the field yeah. looking for grass, no matter how many plastic containers, yes. stones, yeah. and anything else in that field, the cow does not stop to analyze. Exactly. And if you look at the end of the year, day, it would not have taken a list of stones. Yes. Because if it did, it would have missed the grass. Mm. The so when you get milk from the cow, yeah. it is a, it's proof yes. that the cow is wise. Yes. That it ignores the stones and goes Use for grass. grass. Guys, blink. Blink. Okay, let's talk about the poisonous venom. Yes, now the thing about venom is that venom rarely, except in very extreme cases, an instant killer. Mm. Number one. Okay. Number two, what has been discovered over time, and this is a critical thing to understand, most people who've been bitten by a snake don't feel the bite. Mm -hmm. 
That's a serious thought. Okay. They see the bite. Hmm. They don't feel it. You don't feel a pain. Okay. Why? Because the bite is not what kills you. Mm-hmm. It's what the bite leaves inside of you, you that kills you. Yes. So the serpent in the garden knew, my words can't kill you. <laughs> my lies can't kill you. But the belief of my lies, after stinging with my words and leaving the venom mm. inside of you, yeah. that's what corrupts you. This works everywhere. If you think about it, when somebody comes and tells you about somebody you thought you could trust, who said bad things about you, it's called a bite. That statement doesn't hurt you. It might surprise you, yeah. it might hurt you. After they go, the poison begins to boil from within. How could they? Mm. After all I've done for them, after so, all we did, after, you see how venom So works. like in the garden, we see the enemy speak, yeah. and then the enemy disappears. Now we see the activities, yes. the actions, and then the consequences exactly. of the speaking. Yes. So the venom kills you slowly. That's it. So even though you're saying that there's somebody, the mentality of the serpent or the snake here, yes. this person, when they bite, they leave the venom. But my friend, it starts taking, sucking out the, the life of God yes. from you. Conversations of the kingdom from you, mentality of the kingdom, abiding in the word. And you wonder, you know what? There's a joy in me. And you hear people saying, Father, we want that rekindle the fire in us. There's no rekindling. Just get rid of the venom. Venom. And let me tell you something. One of the mistakes, and any any snake uh, expert will tell you this. Mm -hmm. When you get a bite, stop chasing the snake. Deal with the venom first. Most of us want to go kill the snake. Mm, mm. It's done its job. Killing it now has no real value. You might kill that and, and, while you're and dying, leave the venom while you're alive dying. and well. <laughs> Catching the snake is not a problem. Yes. So and so came here, he told me such bad things. How foolish. How could he? How could he? Wait. Leave the person. They've gone. Is the venom gone? Mm. Did they leave you the venom still? Yes. And that's, what, that's all the Pharisee does. Sometimes the Pharisee waits. A powerful word is spoken. And then the Pharisee comes and says, like they, they tried with Jesus. Mm. The man who healed you, he's a sinner. Venom. Yes. And the guy was smart. He dealt with the venom first. He said, my friend, leave. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't care. What I know, mm. I was blind. Now. So this truth now supersedes your arguments. Exactly. So when I hear the venom, when I see somebody who is carrying venom, yes. it's a matter of listen, get the word of God. The word of God will supersede whatever venom was left in you. Because the venom now, remember, when you are carrying that venom, yes. strangely, with the venom of this uh, snake, yeah. spiritually, yes. you now infect others. Yes. You now hurt others. Yes. You now bite others and leave them with the same venom. So what do you do? You stop it with the word of God. What is That's it that you're carrying? Somebody said, they did. They did. Listen, venom. we're talking about venom here. Don't carry it. Don't entertain it. Don't analyze it. Yes. Tell yourself, I know I've been beaten. Let me remove that. And how do you remove that? With the word of and God. And remember, the other way that snakes kill pythons is by choking the life out of you. Mm. Mm. That's it. Restricting yes. you. Yes. So you don't take any action. You don't move. When you're not taking action, what is it going after? Mm. Your breath. Mm. Mm. What you had, that's what's being choked out of you, strangled out of you, yes. until finally you're crushed. Because it's all about the word. That's it. When you talk about this snake, when you talk about the brood of vipers, we are saying that these are people or spirit or mentalities that are here to stop the voice of God. They killed Jesus. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> please understand, it's the Pharisees ultimately who killed Jesus. So, 
want you to think of it this way. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees physically killed Jesus. Pharisee relationships will kill the word you have. Mm -hmm. Pharisee mentality will receive the word you've received. Mm. Sometimes the mentality is from within. It wants to kill Jesus. Mm. Mm. It has never changed. Yes. It's going after the word. Yes. Always it's after the word. So even that mentality that is rising is a Pharisee spirit yes. trying to kill who? The, the word. word. Who is the word? Jesus. So it's the same picture whichever way you go. So you're saying here when you discuss this spirit or yes. the viper spirit, yes. the mentality, yeah. it's all about the word. Because right. in our conversations we always tell you, Jesus said you must live by the word that proceeds yes. from the mouth of of God. So the serpent comes to stop that yes, word from it. manifesting or becoming a reality. If you don't realize that, you will think that the viper is after you. Eve could have sat down and started telling Adam and just having this pity party of imagine, yes. he talked to me and made me eat. He said, the word is gone. And guess what? The minute the word um, was taken yes. or stolen from Eve, yes. the serpent did not speak. That's because it. if you follow the, the story, God comes to the man yes. what have you done yep he says it is the woman yes. god ignores the man and looks at the woman what have you done it is the serpent yep. god stops looking at talking to the woman talks to the serpent because you have done this the serpent did Silent. not talk the serpent Nothing did not throw it back you know why that is the point we always say that the authority was Shifted. handed over to the enemy so when we talk about the the man lost his authority that's yeah, the went. point the enemy said, throw it to me. Bring yeah. it. So until we take that authority happy. back. Yeah? And, and let's get this very clear. From okay. the word go, the serpent doesn't speak unless God has spoken. Mm. Mm. Yes. There's nothing to say. Because its primary mind, mindset is stop what God is doing. Mm. Its primary mindset is not looking for you. Yes. No, no, no. When God spoke to Adam, serpent shows up. Mm -hmm. When God spoke about Jesus, the devil shows up. Yes. Anytime there's a speaking of God, that's when the serpent arises. Mm -hmm. So the serpent mentality doesn't arise until you hear from God. Mm. The serpent is about the word. That's and that's why every characteristic we've spoken about the viper, whether it is deaf, whether it, is, it camouflages, yeah. whether it hears with the belly, yep. whether it is uh, double-forked yep. uh, tongue, they are all about attacking the word. Yes. So you must know that when we say we must go back to the Father, so that we can get our identity. Because from that moment when you say we are living by the word that proceeds from the mouth of God, the one thing you will get is the attack of the vipers. Remember this brood of yeah. vipers. Yeah, yeah. But you must be so strong and so solid inside that when the snake, the viper, when you see those mentalities, you can stop them from the fall. And you know how we say it? Stop the conversation. Yeah. Don't hold a conversation with the snake. Yeah. And, Don't let, listen. and let's not forget where we started. Where is the serpent found? Mm. Within. So even if somebody came from the outside mm -hmm. to speak to you, the problem won't happen until that idea rises within you. I love what you always say. not their speaking. Nothing happens to, to you, you until it happens in you. We take this moment to invite you to our upcoming forum where we are talking about meditating on the word of God until it becomes flesh. Let's watch this. Welcome to Thinking Unusual, the place where we ask the right questions so that we can get the right answers and the right realities in our lives. If you're sitting and you've been like me, you hear scriptures like, meditate on this word day and night, 
and you will make your way prosperous. What is the connection between me making my way prosperous and meditating? What does it mean to meditate day and night anyway? Bible talks about the guy in Psalms 1 and it says that this guy, whatsoever he puts his hands to do, shall not might prosper. Is it possible to live such a life? Do you really believe it's possible? And I mean we've had it preached, we've had it said, we've had it explained until we wonder is this a reality? Now, on a quest to find this out, we discovered that there is such a place. It is possible to operate like that. And there are questions that arise are questions like, what is meditation? Is it even biblical? Why should I meditate? How should I meditate? And what is the point? How do I know I'm getting results? And how do I make sure when I'm meditating, I'm not going into the spookiness of Eastern mythology? How do I know that this is actually of God and is not something weird or demonic? These are the questions we want to deal with. And you know the interesting thing is that we do not speak of things we haven't walked in. We do not speak of things we have not experienced. We will delve into the scripture on a practical level and find that there is such a reality because God will not do a thing in the earth, Amos 3, 7, until he reveals his secret to his servant, the prophets. How does he reveal this secret? How is it seen? How do you understand what you're supposed to do? How do you make your way prosperous? Those are the questions we want to answer. And if you come to this forum, we will get into the journey of meditating from scripture. I boldly tell you, meditation was stolen from the Bible and it's being used by unauthorized people and they're getting some level of result. What if we bring back this treasure? How do we go about it? This is what this forum is about. Please don't miss this forum because as it is right now, meditation is not something we will teach you. It is something you already do, but you're getting the wrong results. It is something you need to understand the biblical order and structure of it. And if you get that right, your life can never be the same. So join us in this forum where I will be guiding you, specifically coaching you, giving you keys, and proving to you that over one afternoon, the trajectory of your life can change forever. It is possible in one afternoon. I always say this, every breakthrough is a mentality away. But it can take generations or minutes to break a mentality. This is one time we will delve into an area that you have not used for a long time. It's like an unused muscle. But the minute you learn how to operate it, it will change how you think, it will change how you pray, it will change how you speak, and it will transform your life. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.